as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage in the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. You'll laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? 
Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's watch on YouTube. We watch the best in just a minute. So here I, and here I am at Mutiny Radio down in the Mission in San Francisco, and we're going to be starting talking about everyday conversations on race in just a minute. So meanwhile, sit back and. Listen to some music. Free. You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, five hours. That's over eight and a half comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but comedy day will be. A guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times five hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> So why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wearers of the World Convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin 
Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit ComedyDay.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door and promotion. We run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey everybody, thanks for listening to MutinyRadio.fm. You're getting tuned into Everyday Conversations on Race for Everyday People with Sima Lieberman. Figuring it out, the ones and twos here in the Mutiny Radio studio has a guest coming in today for you guys. And and it's it's an exciting new show where everyday people talk, have conversations about race. She's been bringing different people together from different backgrounds. Uh, Patrick was here last week from Ghana. What an exciting uh, guy he is. And uh, Sima, all the way originally from Brooklyn, I believe. From the Bronx. From the Bronx. They all start with B. And you're listening to Everyday Conversations on Race. Watching the breeze, the breeze so fine at this time of day. Free your mind, it could find a way. We could be our tribe if you're trying to stay on a quest to imagine and color of what's best we could find in each other. Through silence, not the blah 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 blah. Huh. 
something that I don't know, don't know Deeper than I comment on a photo, photo Try to read somebody through my vulva Oh, but you can't cause he's stuck on my Yorkosha Bro, it's illusion, 3D proven Get out your circle, it's all so confusing I'm not gonna stay for the drama past noon, hun Sun has risen, I have been at time too many, too much Ooh, like, comments black bands singing in a white house Give me yin, give me yin, in the mix, shit out of the middle of the clash, make it music, make it dance, make it chillin' there's some cats with no reason to pounce. Pounce, 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 You're listening to Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People with Sima Lieberman here on MutinyRadio.fm as she is looking for another song to play for you guys. That was just from her guest who's going to be here. And we're trying to negotiate the dead air. We're not having dead air here. There's always something to talk about on Everyday Conversations on Race for Everyday People with Sima Lieberman, who loves hip-hop, so that's awesome. And it's going to be educating me on things more than just Lauryn Hill. So (laughs) that was a joke for those who have, in the mid-90s, the miseducation of Lauryn Hill, a hip-hop record. Hi, now we're going to be listening, now we're going to be listening to Jada Imani and Kaylee J and an and our guest should be arriving momentarily. Show me what your vision is, my sisters I've been building with Honoring the feminine, cause masculine we swimming in A patriarch soon to fall, running to your poor paw Running down the dog, off guard with the paws up, uh Pause, let nature do her thing If we keep interfering, she may wipe us all away And everybody busy only cranking the machine And wonder why so cyclically repeating history What you think? I think it's time to get bank for ourselves Own it or throw it away Currently, currencies losing value quickly but land to you than planting food That's where the rich be How's that feel? How's that for real? When you can't kill Cause you need to rebuild When you can't stay still On your knees A refill of the handy pure Pharmacy a bleed drill But a trip it is To fill the bliss of ignorance Deceased Burst of a queen I talk misery Repentance from living In a den of ill-conceived Till the moment that we meet A reason that we breathe uh, When I compromise our sweet air To appease your blue Best, Cause we got the right to be here So we take our truth back All on my own In a ghost town that I once Hi everyone This is Sima the Inclusionist With Everyday Conversations on Race For Everyday People And you've just been listening to my next guest Jada Imani Hey Hey Jada and So Everyday Conversations on Race for Everyday People Where we bring people together from different backgrounds Different races, different colors To have comfortable conversations on race To be able to eliminate fear of difference And bring people together If you 
have ever, one, talked about race, but were afraid to do so because you're afraid of saying the wrong thing or you're afraid of not being heard or being ignored, then this podcast is for you. So today, I want to introduce my next guest who I met recently at a benefit for uh, bringing hip-hop therapy to, to people who've been in trauma, who've been traumatized. Her name is Jada Imani. She's an MC and head of a homegrown project called Tattoo Vision from the Bay, by the way, of St. Oh, you're from St. Louis, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you're, oh, you're not, so you're not even from the Bay Area. Okay. I've been here for 10 years. I've been here since elementary school. So, okay, then you know. you're from here. <laughs> oh, I'm not from here. I've been here for over 35 years. I'm from the Bronx, but I'm still from the Bronx. Okay? <laughs> so this year, Jada released a concept video directed by Aroma called Drip, available on Tattoo Vision YouTube. And uh, I played it earlier. Don't miss it. Got to you. Got to you. Got to look it up and listen to it. Jada began emceeing and curating eva- events at the age of 16. 16, y'all. When I was 16, never. Well, we didn't have these kind of events when I was 16. So since then, she's curated for Oakland Museum of California, Life Is Living Festival, Kaiser Permanente, Aspen Ideas Festival, and more. And we're gonna hear more about her. She also leads workshops for public schools and special bookings. Jada hopes to use performance and healing arts to connect disparate populations to promote health, critical thinking, and self-love. And that is what Everyday Conversations on Race is all about. Yay. (laughs) So, Jada, people can't see you. Oh, first of all, let me just say, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And thank you so much. Oh, okay. And let me just say this. I just started recording recently at Radio Mutiny. Uh, this is a cool spot. Yeah, this is a cool. It is a really cool spot. Yeah, shout out Old Soul Collective. I've seen Equipto and Old Soul Collective here too. Yeah, it's I good. I just connected that. It's good. Yeah. So this is. So I'm I'm new with all the equipment. You know, you heard me record before. I had my own equipment. Now this is much more sophisticated. <laughs> so we may have a glitch or two, but that's okay. It's cool. So Jada, would you just um, describe yourself since people can't really see you? Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm. Both of my parents are black and white, fifty-fifty. So I'm a light-skinned black girl. Um, I have caramel skin. Uh, kind of petite features. Kind of uh, full lips, but like a kind of a like pointy nose. It's like a interesting combination between black and white features. Uh, I've, I present very hip hop. I think I kind of have like a street hip hop look, but I also like to mix it with a professional look. So maybe you'll find me wearing some creased slacks with some adidas <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah uh, right now i'm wearing i have braids but sometimes i have very thick nappy hair so sometimes i'm wearing an afro um yeah yeah and they, could, they could look and they could look you up which i'm sure people will do so today we have cross-race conversation and we also have the cross-generational conversation because as many of you know i am a baby boomer so Okay, we're, we're fixing the microphone right now. Okay, cool. All right, Jada, it was so great to meet you and to hear and to hear you perform. I was so impressed, so I said, well, I gotta have this woman on my podcast. Thank you. You just like jumped out like a lion. I'm like, hey, I loved your enthusiasm and passion for this. Well, you know, this podcast is like my life. This is, this is my dream for so many years. Mm. Now, if I was probably much younger and it was today, 
I probably would be able to do my podcast in one day say, hey, I want to get a podcast going on race. Okay, let's go. And it would be happening. But anyway, this is how it is and it is how it is. Or what they used to say when I was growing up is what it is is what it is and what it was is what it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Jada, tell me, uh, why do you think it's important for people to talk about race across race? Why do I think so? Yeah. Um, I think it's important for people to talk about race all across the board. I'll start with that and then get to across race. Um, okay. I think that race is an important topic because we're all being influenced by it. Um, and uh, most of the times it's in a way that we haven't yet examined. Like we are not aware that we're being influenced, but we are by the way that people look. I really do think that there's been tons of exper experiments done that show how on a subconscious level we're all, um, you know, motivated, influenced by how we see people, the, the color of people's skin. And um, the more that we examine that, the more that we can um, have the power to control that and not let that control us. So we need to start thinking about race and being really honest about what we think about different races because we all have different prejudices and assumptions. Um, and assumption, yeah, it's a lot better to examine them than leave them unexamined. In terms of talking like cross race, that's a really interesting thing. Being black and white, I'm on like, I have the two like polarities that are in this country that's like the longest lasting war almost is like um black and white like you can't get like a more opposite than that you know so it's really interesting thinking about bringing these two sides together um although i also kind of subscribe to the belief that it would be good to start within your racial group and talk to your folks first. And then once you're more healed and more clear within your community, then begin to talk to other groups. Um, and for myself being in the middle, like I'm in a very peculiar situation when, with the conversation about race. So hopefully I can be used by the greater force of good to um, yield like my interesting middle positioning to like help both sides but I'm still figuring out my role there but yeah I think we all need to start talking about race and starting in our own homes and really starting um to like you know really examine our own hidden beliefs yeah and I like what you said about starting in our own homes mm -hmm. I was at I went to see a documentary which was amazing about the Oakland Interfaith Choir mm -hmm. Oakland Interfaith Gospel Choir and, you know, that's very multi-culti, multi-racial, multi-everything, age, religion. You know, they got Christians, Catholics, Jews, Buddhists, all kinds of people in it. And a lot of people said, well, this is what America needs to look like. This is what, it needs, you know, people hang together. I said, but you know what? This is what people's living rooms need to look like. Mm -hmm. I said, because it's not enough, you know, you just, like, go to an event, which is cool. I mean, I, I, everybody should go to events mm -hmm. that are from different cultures. But if you don't really get to talk to people, and then you want to be able to talk to people like everyday conversation, but I also like what you said about people need to first start talking amongst themselves, get healed, and then start talking. Now, one of the problems I see sometimes, um, and, and this is just my own experience, my own observation, is a lot of times like I'll see a lot of white people, and this is not to disparage anybody because I think anything anybody does to eliminate racism is important. But sometimes I'll see white people only talking to white people about mm -hmm. race. They go, well, first we only have to talk, you know, I gotta talk to white people about race. But then what I don't see enough of is then branching out 
and reaching out. Mm -hmm. And you got to be able to branch out and reach out and know that maybe you're going to be uncomfortable. Maybe we talk about something you haven't talked to before, but you're not going to get comfortable until you get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, so I, so I I really I really love the way that I really love that way that you said that. So could I see? So what's been your experience in terms of talking about race? Uh, when how have your conversations gone, and who do you talk to? Mm, that's an interesting question. I think that for the most part, when we talk about race, um, since we live in this like Bay Area bubble, I mean, I guess there's a lot of sub bubbles within the Bay, but I'm part of like a really thriving like poetic community, activist community, um, spiritual community. That some sometimes uh, there's like liberal well-meaning people who actually don't want to get to the nitty-gritty part of race so we kind of like talk up there and I, I see I witness a lot of conversations about like we all need to be one we all come from the same soil we're all being the same air have the same heartbeat yeah and it's like that's beautiful like sometime in the future maybe you know when we clear up a lot of really present things and then I also have like the more radical folks that are like um black woman is god white man is devil and like super extreme there um and then i have other ones that is like okay we live in a white supremacist um patriarchal society um there's different levels of power we need to like we all have complex identities and different privileges no matter who we are whether that be able yeah whatever and so we have uh to think critically about our role there so i ha i've like have people in my life or the whole range of race between colorblind to like extreme um radical and so it's really interesting and like i a little i see a little bit of truth in each one yeah i hear you i know i i, I hear what you mean and but i really and i also really like that you said that people have ideas about people from different skin colors and different backgrounds, even though sometimes you're not aware of it, mm -hmm. but you know, we can't help but be influenced. Mm -hmm. So then we have to look at what's the influence. If we know what the influence is, we know how we can change it. Mm -hmm. now, and I, I was looking at, because you know, after, after, after I heard you at the event, and then of course I have to go read up on you because you know we got Google, because I live on Google a lot of times, <laughs> you know, or one of the other things. I live on, I live, Unfortunately, I spend way too much time on Google, way too much time on YouTube and, <laughs> and everything else. Because I always like to see, especially with music. So, would you talk just a little bit about your work? Because you talk about bringing disparate people together. And that's what I saw at that event that night. And it looks like that's who you are. So, could you talk about that? Talk about your collective? Talk, talk about Tattoo Vision? Mm -hmm. And I'll interrupt and ask questions. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, well... Um, Tattoo Vision was born uh, through my, like myself, my brother, and my best best friend, and then with the help of like our family too. Um, when we found we had an opportunity to perform at a community center for first like racial and social justice called Allen Blueford Center for Justice, and that was on first Friday, and it the opportunity came out of the blue, and we had a whole hour, so we like gave it our all and found that like we got the room filled up with so many different types of people that we would never expect to be like sharing music with and space with and and um dancing with and like you know celebrating with and we're like wow that was really impactful we got the opportunity to come back again and again we're like this is something here there's something medicinal about 
being able to share our hearts and have people come through and clap and sing and dance with us and everything like that. Like this is a certain movement. We should maybe name this, call this um, Tattoo Vision. And then we were like, okay, well then let's just do it. Let's get merchandise. Let's get a a website. Let's keep making these events, adding um, the open mic and then having events twice a month. Um, Since then, like... This is is really just about our personal evolution journey, right? And, like, we found that this was something that was, like, pushed us so much in our growth. So um, we all embraced that personally and found that, like, as we're growing personally, truly, it starts to ripple out. And, like, there's a certain magnetism to that. And part of of their journey, my best best friend, Stony Creation, my brother... Um, meant that Stoney would go on and do more of her solo stuff and then my brother would go on and manage UC Theater and then I found myself yeah uh, yeah (laughs) and then I found myself like oh wow like I have tattoo vision here in my lap and I can kind of just like like head this however I want so since then I've um, brought in new people and new things into the mix as such as workshops and um, different sorts of events Um, and like a documentary coming out soon and documentary yeah okay yeah yeah and a new ep and um new merchandise on the way so like kind of just you know it's like forming an intentional culture and it's headed by you know myself starting at 16 and then bringing in my peers you know who are from different communities but have an open mind and have something to say and have a creative you know creative gifts and then it's about making that as accessible to anybody who needs to be there as possible and we can't exactly predict who needs to be there but we just want to keep it um donation based in all ages so that everyone can who needs to can be now, wait, did we say earlier, did you say earlier that you're like 20? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just turned 20 a month ago. Now, I know a lot of different kinds of people listen to the show, so I'm sure we cool. have all ages. Hey. So, yeah, so if you're older, think about what you were doing at 20. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, when I was 20, to tell you quite frankly, I, I had a needle in my arm at the age of 20, mm. and I probably didn't think that I was going to be... I don't know. I certainly think I was going to do what I'm doing now. Mm. So I'm just glad to be here. So, and if you're not 20 yet, think about what you could be doing. <laughs> so yeah. you need to contact this woman. So what's Tattoo Vision? What's, what's Tattoo stand for? Uh, tattoo so it's three of us right me my best friend stony creation and like she's really my soul sister like yeah y'all understand and um my brother so that's three of us so tattoo is three in swahili um and then it also has to do with the vision um we're creating a vision we're like bringing a vision to life and um there's a third eye vision right which is a pineal gland and so our logo is a pine cone like that resembles a pineal gland in our brain if you're going to look like at it i don't know mri or like you know and then it has an eye in the middle so that that actual idea came from uh, mike brown my stepdad for like the sacred geometrical uh symbolism there <laughs> okay we're getting really deep here i like it no but we're getting we're getting it's getting it's getting deep and i but but i like this Okay. Oh, and somebody just, somebody here at the station just corrected me with my microphone because, as I said, I am just, I'm perfecting this, but perfection is definitely a process. Yeah. 
And when you talk about bringing people together, so, because I felt like that the event that I went to, I mean, that was a really inclusive event. Mm -hmm. Because there were people of all different ages. Mm -hmm. Well, me and one other person. No, I think it was a couple of other older people, too. So, could you talk a little about that, about how you also bring people together and how you make people feel welcome? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think also at that event, it was like not even all different ages, but it was also all different backgrounds. Like I felt yeah. like there was a lot of professionals there as well as like, like, you know, students and artists. And that was really cool. Um, yeah, I think one being on the mic is vulnerable and holding a space is vulnerable um so when i come with my authentic self i'm coming to be healed too i'm coming to be inspired as well so that's like um that it just kind of like i think it it just um it comes right back you know if i come with my guard up and i come like you know not it, feeling like being open then I don't get as many donations and it's not vibing as much so first it starts with me um being the space holder being in the right place it's um it's really an intentional to like to center the people who are usually marginalized so like celebrating blackness celebrating beauty of being like feminine celebrating all these things that are usually shunned or like um downplayed in our society and then allowing yeah that to be like almost a balancing effect so everybody gets some love so that's that's like how it begins and then music just always brings folks together and then also people sometimes need some guidance because we live in a pretty stiff you know society so like guiding people like hey two-step like this this is how you do it hey you feel that beat or like if you feel something then say something you know and like really encouraging and kind of holding people's hands through allowing themselves to loosen up a little bit well i i think what you just said too is important in terms of guiding people mm -hmm. sometimes if you bring people together you know a lot my work is as a consultant and as a facilitator i facilitate a lot of dialogues and people always think oh just because you have diversity everything's going to be cool mm -hmm. but if people don't haven't had any experience or they're not even like being guided people a lot of times people are uncomfortable mm -hmm. so they start getting into like little silos wherever they are but i think that when you tell people okay everybody what people say oh talk to somebody to the right talk to mm -hmm. somebody to the left then you're giving people permission to actually interact mm -hmm. and that makes a big difference because so a lot of times when i'm breaking people up into groups i always have to sometimes i'll have to do a count off so people will be facilitated doing it. And once they're doing it, once the ice is broken, then they're totally cool. What? What? Okay, once, once the ice is broken, then they're totally cool. So, I look at music. Well, I'm really obsessed with music. I love, and people who know me know that. Like I said, I'm on YouTube way too long, mm -hmm. and I really do love music. And I see a lot of cultural mashups with music. I'm seeing mm -hmm. more than I've seen before. How do you think? You know, as an artist, how do you think music today brings people together? And what are some of your favorite cultural mashups of music? Mm, I really love uh, one cultural mas mashup that I think is brilliant is like Sango. He uses a lot of Brazilian like rhythm beats um, and then adds like a hip hop flair to it. Um, and I think his people are from Brazil, but he grew up in um the u.s so i get like a black american vibe you know because like black america has a culture just like 
in the diaspora um some people don't know what diaspora means i'm realizing diaspora is like when the culture of africa got dispersed throughout the world through slavery um different subcultures of like through the african culture cre were created so in america we see the black power movement we see hip-hop we see jazz and funk this is one form of the diaspora whereas like other places it could be capoeira or um and which i'm sure is a blend of many different other cultures as well so um he uses yeah he has a really beautiful diaspora mashup between hip-hop and america and brazil i think also this producer i'm working with he's incredible he created his own he's from durban south africa he created his own um genre that is neo drum so it's like neo soul chords with african drumming which is really awesome um also we're coming out with the track soon hey 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 um yeah and uh i think you know that's those are two it obviously shows my bias like i just love the black music but yeah that's what i can think of at the moment for um the way it's brought people together for sure because i know one of the first ones i mean this is a long time ago uh you know that group aerosmith mm -hmm. and when they did it was, was run dmc when they walked this way mm -hmm. and that was that, that was one of the first oh yeah you know so and and i see so much of that i see so much like one of my all-time favorites people know me this is one of my all-time favorites because i talk about it a lot was at the grammys a couple of years ago um i this blew me away. i loved it that's me kendrick lamar and imagine was it Imagine Dragons doing he did mm. Mad City while they did Radioactive. I don't mm. know if you saw that. I did but, not, but that sounds epic. Oh man, it was to me it was epic because just watching them, watching them in rhythm, watching them in sync, mm -hmm. moving to the beat, Mad City, Radioactive at the same time, and then people, you know, and then and then the drum beat. It was just to me it was amazing. But I, you know, and I love seeing all of that. I love when people play music that maybe they didn't play before mm -hmm. and maybe they're playing with somebody that doesn't look like them mm -hmm. at all um I, don't, I remember also about i don't know this has been about maybe 25 years ago there was motown and country and western it was a motown country mm -hmm. and western cd when wow. we had cds and it was people mixing up that music dang that's the midwest and the south for you it like beautifully come together because like midwest and south is so white and so black and so country in so many ways and i'm speaking from my experience from coming from the midwest and the south like outside of the metropolitan areas so like that's perfect that just like that's it right there <laughs> that's dope so I, so and, and i see that and i really love that like sometimes i watch um have you ever watched the show wild and out I, oh yes yes with nick cannon and them yes oh my gosh i like to watch that too because sometimes like i'll see some cool cultural mashups uh-huh but then what would you say the difference is between like a cultural mashup or people coming together who are or even like you say like a rapper like eminem like to me mm -hmm. eminem raps about like i i like eminem he um talks about his experience mm -hmm. you know it's all his experience mm -hmm. doesn't try anybody try to be anybody but he's not that he's not but then sometimes this i think that isn't there a difference between or what would you say difference between somebody like him mm -hmm. or other cultural mashups and then maybe people who are 
doing cultural appropriation? What, what, mm -hmm. would, you, what would you say would be the difference? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, for one, like, to speak on Eminem and then broaden it up into the whole topic, like, Eminem also shows how um, similar the experience of... I don't know, it shows kind of, like, the historical connection between poor white people and poor black people in the Midwest and South, um, where their, the quality of life was almost the same. And then, um, like, the system of white supremacy enforced this idea that, like, oh, just because of the color of skin, since you're white, you're, you're above. So then it created this disconnection where there were, there were actually white people and black people who are poor were mobilizing at first and being like wow we're both like kind of starving out here wow we should probably combine our resources and get like get together and then white supremacy is like oh no things are changing never mind no white man you're above like white woman you're above and then it just like kind of like created a disconnect i feel like eminem is someone who's like if we would go back to that time, he was down with the movement. Like he was mobilizing, you know, with black folks and like and like and vice versa because we realized that wow, we're both struggling and um we have to come up together. So I think that he kind of like bypassed that whole like piece. Um and yeah, what you said, he he's speaking from his experience. He's not acting like he's black. He's not acting like um anybody else. He's saying like, "Yo, I grew up in a trailer park and this is how my mom was and this is how my feelings are and that's that." And he also is incredibly talented. Um so yeah, that's that coming from an authentic place. People either feel that or they don't. The the culture of hip hop either like adopts that as truth or it's like, "Oh, that's some phony wax stuff and then it comes and goes i think that's what's happening right now with a, a cultural appropriation with hip-hop it's a wave it comes and goes there's um all these people who i'm not even gonna name if you look up hip-hop you're gonna see a lot of imposters you can do it yourself and there's these people with these gimmicks and all these inc like crazy um like self images that they're trying to portray that are really like blasphemous to the hip hop gods and <laughs> and really ridiculous but it can't be sustained because it's not coming from a true place within their soul and within their background and their experience so it's just like a, a shock value a fad in my opinion that will come and go yeah it's kind of disrespectful to the culture of hip hop but the culture of hip hop has been here and it's withstood so much um, pushback and repression so I don't think that it's really hip-hop is really like in danger i think it's gonna exist in the souls and hearts of people all over the world regardless but um you know there's a lot of really rich music industry folks that love to pump music into or pump money into music gimmicks who love to pick puppets and whether that be um uh a, like a poor black boy in the projects who's trying to looking for his break and trying to get it any way he can who is ready to sacrifice his whole um his himself to make money or whether that be some random white boy from the suburbs that doesn't really just wants to get up too and just like will do a lot of drugs or get a lot of tattoos or whatever um either way it, that's like I think very intentional I do see people in a board meeting like okay which one are we going to choose today your five minutes uh what do they say like about five minutes of fame or something yeah 15 minutes of fame and then that's that. Everybody has 15 minutes of fame or something like that. Yeah. Right, and right. Like that. Yeah. And some people have more than that. They have longevity because they're really coming from a true cultural place. And then other people like that have 15 minutes of fame because they're just hopping on the culture. They're just cultural vultures. And then they're going to 
you know, eventually, yeah, you know, just leave. <laughs> so so uh, when you talk about gimmicks, what are, I mean, no, you don't want, you said you don't want to mention any names. Mm-hmm. But um, what, when you, when you think about gimmicks, what kind of gimmicks do you think about? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, of course, the same played out. I'm like, how many times are we going to talk about drugs and talk about women hating and talk about sex like, yep. and talk about flashy, expensive things? Like, when is this going to get this is going to get old soon, right? You know, um, but it's that, that same thing. For some people, that's like really like all they're around and they're really just in the strip club every night and that's all they have to talk about. You only have to talk about your lived experience. But other people... Uh, like, Tuesday. Right. <laughs> right. I that song. Right. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. But then other people are like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's all also the. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of face tattoos. There's a lot of hair dying. There's a lot of people dying. Um, word. There's a lot of like the theme of um death, like being trendy, which is like so concerning. So yeah, there's a lot of. There's a lot of stuff. I actually don't even really listen to it that often because I'm, you know, I want to, I don't want to pollute my mind. Um, I like to keep my diet clean and that's with what I listen to and what I, the food I consume, like, you know, too. And because what about, have you seen people who consider themselves, and maybe they made some money mm-hmm. rapping. Mm-hmm. And then things happen, like the killings of unarmed black men, Mm. or unarmed black people, or people of color, and everybody, even people who are not in Mm hip-hop, people are making statements against what's going on, and so you have some people, I mean, I wonder if, you know, you've seen the point, you have some people who uh, maybe they've made money off of hip-hop, Maybe they had a rap song, and then they won't make any statement about it. I think most people don't make statements about it because they're playing it safe. Um, Because they're um, not here to influence the political scene. They're here to, like, numb people's minds. Like, a lot of people don't. Some people sprinkle it in, like J-Rock, with his new album, which slaps. But um, it was like, pull up one for Stephen Clark, then I slide and push the start. Um, and then he just goes back on whatever he was saying in the whole song. So, but he mentioned it, right? Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people don't even mention it. But I'm mean, even making like even putting out a statement on like say Twitter. No, I see. You know, I mean, like some people at least put out statements on Twitter. They spoke about it, mm-hmm. and then you had other people who may be making money, and they wouldn't say a word. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and those mostly white people. I mean, but I mean, so but a lot of people did say something. But you know, the people who didn't. I mean, for me, I'm thinking that's BS because you're making all this money and you're acting like you're like this. I don't know what like hip hop person, mm-hmm. and that's I mean, hip hop music comes from black people, and then stuff's going on, and then you won't say anything, and everybody else is saying something. Mm-hmm. So what, what's like? What's your reaction to that? There's so many different things because I'm like trying to let rationalize in my mind. Like, one, maybe they can't say anything because they have the pressure of the industry like breathing down their neck, and that if they do, they would put their own lives in danger. Um, 
and maybe they're not willing to risk that on the other hand maybe they really do feel uh numbed and emotionally disconnected from the lives of people like them um because they've got money or just because uh, like the streets they grew up in were ruthless anyway and they were um already desensitized um on the the last thing is that maybe they're they don't really identify with like the culture of hip-hop that they're coming from they're just using any sort of leverage to get their own right like i'm gonna get mine whatever i'm not part of a community i'm doing me you know and so they don't see the interconnectedness between them and the people who are losing their lives so how can music bring people together yeah so many ways i feel like it's a it's kind of like a natural thing that's embedded in our blood to be to like gather on the drum circle just gather in song at church or whatever like it's it's been there forever and it we just all have you know this rhythm so it can bring us together on the streets it can be busking on the sidewalks it can bring us together um on I mean, of course, we see the Tim, like the VMAs and all these glitz and glamour like things. Um, it can bring us together by starting in your your own community. Like, um, I like I hear like you know people say like oh like you know like you said earlier like when I was your age like we didn't have events like this, and like I was just like yo let's just start it you know because there's a theater in my neighborhood that didn't have anything like that going on but I just felt inspired and I was like okay we should just make it you know just make it um bring your people together and just make that music um oh, we didn't have the internet either though oh yeah we just, didn't have Facebook we couldn't do it we did it other we, we had flyers and leaflets word <laughs> yeah I feel you um yeah and it they can also bring together people together on SoundCloud, like the Neo Drum producer, a guard, who I was telling you about. Um, he reached out to me through SoundCloud. Now we're making music together, you know, which is so dope. Um, and traveling. My my friend Mick Stravick, who produced my newest EP, Thought You Knew, um, and first, um, he, he lives out here in the city. He just went to Berlin for like a lot of months. A lot of months he was out there for a while and um, made a whole new, like, you know group of friends that are in the music community through music busking and performances and labbing so traveling as well well you know i should ask you too though how did you get started in all this like what was the what was the original what was like the first thing I've been wanting to do music since I was like three or four. Um, it was something that I felt passionate about all, like always, and that it was always playing in my household. Um, all different types of music, from Red, Led Zeppelin to um, the Gap Band. Um, I love the Gap Band. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, of course Bob Marley. Oh my gosh, all different types, Steel Pulse, all different types of music. Um, I always wanted to be like Alicia Keys since I was like four years old. I used to get my braids just like her <laughs> and everything so yeah and I started writing like little songs when I was like super young like five um but it started really um in eighth grade it was like when I started really writing like like potent material um out of just pure like angst um but it was honest and it and it rhymed and it had rhythm and I didn't expect myself to be a rapper but it just happened I always wanted to be a singer but yeah. But you so you sing and you rap. 
Yeah, I be singing, but I be bitchy sometimes because I don't, I'm not, I like, I'm so sporadic and so like ADHD and creative, like in a spontaneous way that I do not sit down and do scales every single day. So like shout out to the vocalists who really do that and perfect that. But I be singing, I be hitting them notes sometimes and be sounding good and silky smooth sometimes. And other times it don't sound that good, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> Cause I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> so who was like so early on? Who did the people? Who were the people that you really liked early on? Yeah. Oh my God. Alicia Keys was like my idol, <laughs> and um, I also like there's like the I think we all had this. We grew up like you know black girls. We grew up on Alicia, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, um, Lauren Hill, of course. And there's also the CD in that rotation from Mystic. Um, Mystic is um, like local to the Bay. Yeah, and it was so crazy because we were in Missouri, right? Um, listening to that. I didn't even realize that she was just like a local friend uh, or lo a local friend of my mom's who lived out here. So it was just an interesting connection there. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I love so many different types of music, though. I also listened to like back then like high school musical and all this stuff and i was like talking to my friends about it because like they were like oh my god troy is so cute did you see the new movie like high school musical i was like yeah but you heard that song when like the guitar came in like i'm sorry like on the on the third verse and they're like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i was like i y'all ain't listening i actually got the cd and i'm listening to this over and over again um so yeah right now um I'm really inspired by so much music. There's like now that like Spotify exists and everything, I'm like l like listening to new music every single day. And it's not just music that inspires me. It's also podcasts and books and different like theories and ideas about life too that like inspires me just as much as music does. I feel like in terms of content. So when you grew up, did you grow up around people from a lot of different cultures and colors, or who did no. you grow up around? I grew up you around every day. I I saw black people and white people. I didn't really know anybody else existed. There was one um, one Mexican boy named Ivan in my class who I had a huge crush on when I was in like first, second, and third grade. But he was the only person outside of black and white that I knew existed. I didn't know about Asians. I didn't know about Indian people. Like I literally did not know. I was like in this. Midwest like circle that was that was it um there was black people white people and mixed people like me you know and so when I came out here I got to I just got my like head blown like my hair blown back and everything with all these different cultures around the world so what were some of the first cultures that you met that you hadn't talked to before yeah uh filipinos when we first moved out here <laughs> we moved to fairfield so there was like so many filipinos like i have my my best friend trisha she showed me like lumpia and all the rice like <laughs> yeah with all the rice egg dishes and everything um and her her uh, brothers were so fine oh yeah and um yeah and also different types of asians i think like um some of them are like from vietnam um yeah it was like yeah super dominant with them and then um yeah and then coming to the bay like coming to south berkeley from there on uh, like oakland um where i've been for the past eight years that was just like every culture under the sun that i saw but yeah yeah, and now and there's hip hop in every so many different cultures. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've heard like 
couple years ago, her hip hop group was made up of Israelis and Palestinians together. It was a, it was a, oh, a rap group. It was so good. Fire. Yeah, it was so good. And, and that's uh, revolutionary. Yeah, well, it it is definitely definitely revolutionary because some people don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but it's def it's definitely revolutionary. I you know I, I was thinking about or talk about ask you about the uh, words if you've heard about this study or it was experiment mm-hmm. that was done where they took some um, words from a rap song that was from a rap song that was like, I guess you would say, I mean, some people would say it was violent, some people would say it wasn't violent, so they wanted to see like, what did people think? So they asked, it was a group of white people, Mm -hmm. and they played the same lyrics. Mm -hmm. They played it first as a rap song, Mm -hmm. and they asked people, what did you think about that? And people said, oh, man, that is so violent. That's horrible. You know, it's, it's, it's awful. It's scary. And then they played it as a country or western song. Mm. And people said, oh, yeah, that's just the lyrics. Mm-mm-mm. See, that bias right there, yo. I'm like, oh, that's so annoying. I actually didn't see that. I didn't know about that. That's, thank you for bringing that up. It was on an NPR podcast I was listening to. It had to do Ooh. with the race. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. I, I need to listen to that. Yeah. No, that's ridiculous because it's like, why? Oh, my God. It honestly makes me angry. I need to step back for a second. Because <laughs> it's like, dude, like... That's ridiculous that you're so afraid of the same people that you, like, tried to slay, like, for hella hundreds of years. It's like, no, like, you aren't the victim in this situation, like, being like, oh, my God, it's so scary, it's so terrible. Like, no, these circumstances are about by the same white supremacist system that you are benefiting from, so why are you, like, mad right now? But it's just like... It was the same same words. It was the same exact song. Same They did it as a rap song, and they did it as a country western song. Mm -mm. As a country western song, oh, man, that's cool, that's just... But as a rap song, It's intimidating, it's violent, it's a problem, it's, like, monstrous right but it's like oh but you have the same thing that that too like I didn't think about that until I was at um like Aspen an Aspen with a group uh now what's Aspen Aspen Colorado oh okay yeah and I was with a group uh Creative Young Leaders Alliance with the Aspen Institute and um one one of the like girls that was with us she was like can you just give black people a break for a second can you stop criticizing our music and like and we, she it was talking about us like can we give ourselves a break and everybody give us a break because um country music is just as misogynist is just as whack um when it comes to like how some of the messages that are in there like we don't talk about this do we um and so i'm like wow you're right we can pick apart so many different things but we just choose to continue to like put the hammer down on blackness well now and as as i want to ask you what have you had what experience what experiences have have you had personally dealing with racism Mm -hmm. um i feel like uh with my race it's more that i'm being exotified and like just you know people want to touch my hair and they want to ask me what i am and um kind of like hypersexualize me and that's also part of just being a woman um i think that i can also be used as like the front person i was just at you know a conference recent recently that was like super like white dominant and uh, i was with my boyfriend who's black and my dad who's black um 
and both of them are more like my dad's black and white so he's light-skinned too but they're both more um intimidating because they're black and men um so I would just use like in the front to finesse like our ways into different spaces to be less uh, intimidating so I can actually be used I can actually utilize my light-skinnedness um to to, you know get get through and bring my dad and bring my boyfriend and bring my peoples um so that that part's cool um but yeah I think just the exotification is the main thing and I it's, it's really sad when I see a lot a lot of um black men and, and even older black men like 60 year old men try to like be like oh you so fine baby girl yellow bone or whatever um and I'm like ew you know and a lot of is gross and young black men do it too but I know it's coming like you're my definition of beauty like whatever that's coming from a place of self-hatred and pain you think that I'm like more beautiful because I'm light-skinned like that that is a product uh, like of um sort of like this really violent like whitewashing history and like history of like rape and stuff too like the mulatto and so it's coming from a really like hurtful place and um I don't think it's they realize that it's just like painful you know for everybody involved it's not it's not something to be glorified um any more than dark beautiful black skin is so that's that's my experience with it i just like i'll be like oof yikes well, what do you wish that people would never say to you that's a good question um a lot of things like can you just say nothing <laughs> can i just like be on the street without you calling at me um yeah i i mean i f i wish that people would just like kind of like yeah drop the glorification of light skin um, I think now we're getting into a climate where like actually darker skin, like melanin popping is becoming um, more celebrated, which is dope. Um, and um, uh, we don't have a restroom in here. All right. Um, yeah, that's a good question. What do I wish people would never say to me? Um, there's this one thing that really bothered me. Uh, I, I was at a copy copy center trying to make some like paper copies, and she like there was this black woman talking about, and she had her hair permed, and she was older and kind of like maybe a little senile, <laughs> but she was talking about how like black people and Mexicans are like the worst in terms of like holding back America's progress and stuff like that, and I was like, whoa, this is so like hurtful right now um but that wasn't directly to me but that's just something that has haunted me ever since I was like two years ago I remember like it was yesterday because it's just like wow like how can you not see yourself how can you not see all the systems like in place against you and your people and you're talking about them like like they're not you and that they're like a, some sort of cancer when really they're the most like some of the most resilient people on the planet because they've like time and time again systems have been trying to eradicate them um and like they're you know still here trying to thrive in a system built against them like and then here you are with your hair perm just like angry about like the the existence of people that look like you it's like damn like i really wish we could drop that like i really do um yeah well i mean there's so much internal access you hear these messages you know i mean for me even just like as a lesbian i hear 
you know, you just, especially people who are older, we grew up hearing all these negative messages about ourselves. And mm -hmm. same thing, like a lot of black people grow up hearing all those negative messages. And even though you think you're not taking them in, but you take them in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people start acting like people expect them to act, or even like as a Jewish person, I was just hearing some Jewish person saying something about how, well, because we were talking about somebody who was like people from Charlottesville. Mm. Oh, they're not all bad. I'm like, what are you, Donald Trump? Mm. You know, these people are saying stuff about Jews. Well, if other Jewish people wouldn't blah, 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 mm. then they wouldn't hate us, mm. you know. And, you know, I mean, and there's always going to be people like that. But I, I, I want to ask you a question about millennials, since, since you're a millennial. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you don't speak for all millennials. So mm -hmm. I'm just asking you about your experience and your observations since you're very observational mm -hmm. or an observer mm -hmm. that oftentimes like say in my workshops or in my programs people will come up to older people will come up to me mostly white but not always white but mostly white not always and they'll say stuff like you know millennials these days they are just so not racist <laughs> they are just so colorblind they just mm -hmm. don't see and blah 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 and and my child has all kinds of friends blah 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 and i always you know of course i disagree but so what do you think not as a millennial mm -hmm. speaking for all millennials mm -hmm. but as a millennial speaking for you and your observational self well yeah obviously um racism is still an issue all across the board <laughs> um i do think that when we're talking about um, this specific age bracket that I'm in, it's such an interesting time to, that we were born in and such an interesting time that we're growing up in. And I do think that there's something unique about us. When you say like, oh, like people who are older than 20, think about what you were doing at 20. Or people um, who are younger than 20, think about what you could be doing. And also like a lot of people younger could be way past me because I do think that there's something unique about our generation that it has like we were born um you know just before like 9-11 you know in this really crazy time Bush and uh there's like so much war and chaos that um we're actually like kind of a lot of us are a, like a response a counterbalance to that in terms of our temperament I think there is there is something unique about our generation that if is more sensitive and more interested in like growth and liberation in certain ways that might not be fighting the power but that may might mean spiritual liberation I think that spirituality unfortunately has become a trend but yeah. it's become like it's happened now because there are these like star seed like children who grew up with this yearning for something higher and that was something um personal and deep within them um that was just like I and I just remember like thinking like what's before this like what's after this like how can I get closer with this source like you know, digging and like de like searching for truth within myself on long car rides as like when I was in my booster seat still. And I think that it's because of the time I was born, you know, and, I, and like I think that there's many people in my generation that are the same. We have this calling 
um, to heal. And it's been um, kind of co-opted by a spirituality trend and watered down through it. And it's been like distracted by the technology boom and it's no I don't think coincidence that we grew up and had like a bunch of cell phones in our hands at the same time that we have this highly advanced spiritual technology but I do think that yeah there's something there um and who knows if it's going to be used for good or evil um because I feel like the system catches on to whatever's happening and then like just completely sabotages it but um yeah no but still um, let's not also be a generation of liberals that act like we're colorblind, act like we don't see this. Like, that's not cool. Like, peace and love, everybody. Like, that that exists where, you know? That exists, like, beyond the point where we, like, clean up this mess. Um, it's not, we can't just glaze it over on top of that with, like, oh, I don't see color, racism is over. No, we have to earn that. You know, we have to put in the work. And we have to put in the work in ourselves, in our communities, and then in the world. And be of service so no i don't think that all of a sudden our generation isn't racist yeah because i mean because i gotta ask you saw the pictures of people marching in charlottesville last year right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you saw this who called the proud boys mm. what generation are they are those the one with the torches yeah are those they're not all white men those are people in their 20s those are people who are young those were also millennials Mm -hmm. so i think that it's also important to recognize that those were also millennials can i yeah that reminded me can i say something like you can say whatever you want oh (laughs) this just reminded me over the weekend my my boyfriend was telling me about how when he's on xbox live he's like and this is so nerdy or ps4 live oh you're a nerd babe no um (laughs) he's like with 12 year old boys and they're on their like headset and you can hear them from like kansas or wherever and they're like i just shot this nigger in the face i don't know if i can say that oh shit well you said it anyway so go Um, ahead i'm not saying it. you said word word um and it's just like dude that's fucking terrible that like they're out here saying the n-word with the r on it and talking in, in a violent context um it's like uh, it's sick it's sick and they're like 12 you know yeah. so yes like race like deep um hateful nasty racism and hatred of yeah it's like it's still there and it's just like you learn you you adopt whatever culture um you get from your parents children are sponges and so if they have racist parents that like to use the n-word all the time and like to think about killing black people that's what they're gonna adopt like willfully and so yeah, this is it's still an issue, and it's happening. My, I'm like, how how do you even listen to that, babe? Like, how do you do that? That's awful. He's like, well, I can get really, really angry, or I can just laugh. You know, what am I really supposed to do? You know, and it's like true. It's like he's he can't go over there and talk. You know, like really impact that. Um, that's the reality that kid is living in. So, yeah, no, that's that's still there. You know, you're talking about like the whole spirituality thing. Because mm-hmm. I had somebody on my show, another good friend, her name is Musha Ikeda Nash. She is, um, she run, she she's very active. I think she's she's executive director. She's a a Buddhist. What do you like a Buddhist monk? Not a monk, oh. but you know, practitioner. She, yeah, well, yeah, she's a teacher. She's mm, a teacher. Okay. She's a, she's a Buddhist teacher, 
and she teaches at East Bay Meditation Center. Oh, she cool. teaches a lot of other places. She's executive director of, of one of the um, places. And she talks a lot. Uh, oh, she, she's Japanese-American. She talks a lot about people who want to take a spiritual bypass. Mm. And that's just what you were talking about. She said spiritual bypass is when they say, no, we're all one. We don't need to talk mm. about race. We're all one. We're just all up there in, this, in the spirit. Mm-mm. And she feels very strongly about that, of course. Mm-hmm. So she's very outspoken. So it's interesting that, that you said something that you spoke about that. So I'm looking at the time, and I know it's, 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 it's starting to pass. And I'm wondering, um, I know maybe we could play some music afterwards. Mm-hmm. Play some of your music. Yay! So my new EP. Listen to it. Hey. Yes. Yep. And do you have anything else? Any messages that you would like to share with people around conversations on race? Like, how do you have the conversation? What kind of message would you like to tell people about how to have the conference? How, how to have the conversation, and maybe how not to have the conversation? Yeah, I'd say um, intention versus impact. Realizing, like, one, examine what you're, what you intend to do when having this conversation. Do you intend to listen? Do you intend to share a perspective and be heard? Um, and then also understand you have a different impact on everybody. So, um, you know, your your intention might be one thing, but you're, you might affect somebody in a whole different way. And be prepared for that. Also, like, um, sit with your un- uncomfortability if it comes up. Um, if you start getting angry, if you start getting uncomfortable, if you start wanting to shut down, just recognize that instead of just blindly giving into that and allowing, um, you know, w- without like just allowing it to take over you. Um, just like recognize it, take some deep breaths, be mindful when you're having the conversation, um, like what's coming up for you to learn your triggers. And uh, yeah, think uh think for yourself um also gather information i think learning histories from different people around the world is really helpful because we we mostly learn eurocentric history um and that can also allow you to connect the dots between your personal history and somebody else's see the similarities and struggles see the ways that we've um affected in each uh, each other and interacted in the in the past and how that mimics and mirrors the history i mean the present and um yeah i think we said at the beginning talk to your own people and then talk to other people as well um and also like i think calling people in or calling people out when something is just straight up wrong or like i ask them did you mean this because like if you did like well this sounds like it could be racist you don't have to say that word but like did you mean to say this um and really just clarifying the last thing i would say in terms of like the last piece is when we're using our minds we're creating our reality so whatever we focus on grows you focus on your goal you're gonna get it if you focus on um like your your pain you're gonna continue to be sick if you focus on being sick all the time but that doesn't mean that like you should never think about racism or systems of oppression because you're gonna feed it and it's gonna grow um you just have to focus on peace and love and healing all the time part of healing is addressing the wound seeing how deep it is seeing if it's infected in certain places right to use the analogy and so um that isn't the way is to just completely avoid these topics to be like more spiritual and higher in in fact it just kind of weighs down on this unspoken and unresolved truth that are around us so um 
yeah, I think we have to look everything in the face, the darkness and the fear and the pain and the trauma so that we can bring in the light and love and the healing and the evolution. So, yeah, ignoring it is never is never the way to go, I don't think. Also, shout out the quietest revolution who who puts that in really eloquent ways too on our yeah. And so, how do people tell so Say again who you are, how people reach you. Mm-hmm. Say something you want people to remember about you so that they can find you. Okay, cool. Jada Imani. Um, I, we say it like that because I'm from the Midwest where we sl- slurred. Imani, if you want to say it that way. <laughs> I Yeah, Jada Imani and Tattoo Vision. And um, I, right now I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, all the things, all the things, SoundCloud, YouTube. Website? TattooVision.com, T-A-T-U Vision. Okay. And you have you have EP coming out? or It's, it's, out? it's out. It's out. All right. Mm-hmm. And people should check it out? Yeah, it's called Thought You Knew. You with just the letter U, thought you knew, Jada Money and Mick Stravick. Well, I seriously, I mean, scared of you, really. <laughs> I, 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 I love, thank you so much <laughs> for being you. on my show. I'm so happy to have a chance to practice speaking. Thank you. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of practice, so I'm hoping that you'll come back. <laughs> okay, I would love to. I would love to have you back. Also, I love your other episodes. The different types of people you bring together is amazing. Like Hungary and Africa, like what? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, every time, you know, this is my life. This show is my life. This is what I want to do. This has been my vision for so many years. And sometimes I get, uh, I get maybe a little bit down or get like, oh, could I really do this? And then somebody like you or someone else will call and say something like that. And I'm like, yeah, man, I am inspired. I'm going to keep going because I can't, I don't know what else to do if I stop. So I can't stop anyway. (laughs) I don't know. But I want to thank everybody for listening. This is Sima Lieberman. The Inclusionist, Everyday Conversations on Race for Everyday People. If you like what you heard today, and I hope you did, please go to www.raceconvo, convo like conversation, raceconvo.com. Listen to my other episodes. And if you really, really like what I said and you are interested in helping to bring people together, then please share episodes with all your friends, colleagues, anybody you know in the whole world, because we really want to get the word out about everyday conversations on race for everyday people. And if you want to help us sustain this program, because we run our podcast based on donations, then please go to www.raceconvo.com, go to our our GoFundMe page, or just donate. We would love to have something. We'd love to get the help. Any donation, no matter how small, is welcome. And if you're looking for a speaker on inclusion, bringing people together, or somebody just come in and and, and talk to your employees or your people, please contact me, Sima, S-I-M-M-A, at SimaLieberman.com. Oh, hit me up on Twitter, at The Inclusionist, or you can hit me up on Facebook, FacebookRaceConvo.com. Thank you so much, and until next time. I 
think it's time to get bank for ourselves own it or throw it away currently currencies losing value quickly the land to use and planning food that's where the rich be how's that feel how's that for real when you can't kill cause you need to rebuild when you can't stay still on your knees a refill of the handy pure pharmacy a bleed drill but a trip it is to fill the bliss of ignorance deceased burst of a queen I conquer misery repentancing from living in a den of ill-conceived to the moment that we meet a reason that we breathe uh, when I compromise our sweet air to appease your blue vest cause we got the right to be here so we take our truth back all on my own in a ghost town that I once called home God bless the child that made it full grown and carry on the weight of stories untold Found a light when I fell, but I've been doing well. Say my destiny is hell. Hey, already can't you tell? They starving and they plotting. Ain't no angels.
look at them shiny I ain't got none, just a couple gold chains Both broken at the latch I think one of them is from my brother And he ain't really shit So why would I bother with that? Lot of trauma to be found throughout my family Just passed around, ain't his fault He with the terror beat I'm a quiet revolution Every month a terror read I heal my blood and I do it so faithfully I cure my curse, not always so gracefully Regardless of the mess that it is, I'm in the place to be I'm honest with myself, it's closed in the case, you see It's hard to get near, oppose a place with me You wanna be my friend, please join the list My loyalty is thick, but my time is real thin Sometimes I do slip into isolation Sometimes I throw a fit and I never fit in Take my mask off when the day ends When the cry tears and blast off with the bay in He know how to take my hand for a vacation Anytime we get a chance, uh On some introverted shit in the scapely Until I hit the stage and the sled so crazily I've been needing this explosion for a minute If emotion gets pinned up, it will surely turn to venom Plus I got the Scorpio moon, so you know what I'm gonna do I'm striking back at the rules and piercing deep for the truth My shoes move to the beat so smooth Competing with myself when we refuse to lose The flight attendant hits me and forgets me passing through The aisle, but I smile for the pretzels, what it do? In my zone, rhyming in my nose, yo, boo-hoo If you don't like the way that I am Appear to you, oh white lady. I have no fear of you. Oh white ladies, feed me up. You ain't my grandma, then you suck. Just woke up from a nap, gonna munch on what? Homemade quinoa, baby, plantains for lunch. And I see I ain't got a better plate than this. Cause I eat of God's palm, all graciousness. And I keep on singing with my angels, bruh. Until I leave all matters into ancient dust. What?
ground Colonial craziness Got the mind locked down Since the baby fell from my cosmic spout To a place in this So track down with some ink and pins Got the saw on fire We need to just whip it To tiny little peas To the finer bit of peas With a dragon and a beast On a mic and a beat Hip-hop, only way we know how to get free Rapping, I'm talking ancients Get in touch with me Only feel angst when not up to speed With the waves on the pages Watching the breeze The breeze so fine at this time of day Free your mind, it could find a way We could be all tribe if you trying to stay On a quest to imagine and color Of what's best we could find in each other Through silence, not the blah, 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 blah Just rest, y'all, yeah. just rest, y'all, yeah. 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 The infinite 
disguise Oh my, such as a human life When we get together, can we come out of our hiding? In a different place now, trying to figure this out Dealing with restraint now, systems like a cyst now Do not feed it, just forget it Need my music, gonna spit it Set it free, I move it, feel it Only be a true resemblance What I look like, see this? Starlight seeping, no tricks in this Gonna do better not be a loser. Red hair, special test, MK Ultra. I ain't gonna get down with them. They try to make me squeeze and cease and conquer my femme. I'm a soul rebel since the day I dropped in. This control center make it pop, pop, then. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody Shade, we should be past it. It's 
It's the light and it's the obstacle that casts it It's the heat that drives the light It's the fire it ignites It's not the waking, it's the rising It's not the song, it is the singing Files and files of filthy cash. I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge with the kayaks. 
just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist. Music DJ. Vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free. You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, 5 hours. That's over 8.5 comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half-wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times 5 hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. (laughs) 
So why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wearers of the world convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit ComedyDay.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke works. Hey everybody, welcome to the very first Not My Show Rap Piano Fight. It's a Friday at 7 o'clock. We're here with Sylvan Productions. This is comedy baseball. This is going to be happening every Friday here at Piano Fight. It's a great time. It's improv. We're going to be hanging out. You're going to be loving the show. Remember, this is not my show. I happen to be on this show, but it is Friday the 13th of April at Piano Fight. And this is Comedy Baseball with Sylvan Productions, hosted by Justin Gomes. So you guys, please enjoy the show that's going to be upcoming, a great live show here at Piano Fight on Turk and Taylor in the Tenderloin, very close to Powell Street Station. So coming over from Walnut Creek, you weirdos. Uh, really great show here. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, I'm going to go right to the 
Francisco, you know, like, hmm, you know, like, you know, when a joke is bad, uh, we boo, and we boo loud, because uh, otherwise the game doesn't work. So can you guys do that for me? Can we all boo on three? One, two, three. Yeah, any sort of the better, any sort of reaction. Uh, depending on how you guys react, that's how the game works. So please react. Um, let's get into it. All right, let's bring up the game. Boom! All right, so our first game we're gonna play is back in my day. The way this joke goes is you go, back in my day we didn't have audience suggestion, we joke. You guys look at it really quick, but let's fill that blank. I need seven suggestions from you guys. What do we got? Self-driving car. Self-driving car, cool. Could be anything, could be a job, could be a person. What do we got, audience? Cell phones. Cell phones. <laughs> Apple Kaiser. Kaiser? The Kaiser. Fresh Bulldogs. Fresh Bulldogs. Trump. Trump. Pigs in a blanket. Okay, pigs in a blanket. I like that. You guys are all over the place. This is a good crowd. Diapers. What was that one? Diapers. Diapers. Online dating. Diapers and online dating. 
All right. That's good enough. Dippers. Oh my God. It's a hard eye. It's a hard eye. So each team gets a pair of those to pull off the list. Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Alright, so each team gets one pizza. Let's go ahead and start the inning. Up first, we got Jay Huston of the Chicken Scratch. So uh, you guys go ahead and do one of those five pitches that we selected up in the corner. Self-driving cars. Cool. Back in my day, we didn't have no self-driving car. We just had kids who drove us home drunk. <laughs> am I still up? Do I, am I oh, let's see. Oh. Oh. Sean's up. Uh, another rule I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, if you get a subject you don't like, you can take a strike. And they have to give you another subject for that at bat. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have self-driving cars. We had one-eyed blind horses. Ooh, yay. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, a strike just means there's a strike. Oh, you're, oh, okay. you're not out. This is comedy baseball. It's very similar to real baseball. Back in my day, we didn't have self-driving cars. We had wagons and daughters. Yeah! All right, all right. Double, double. That's all right, that's all right. I do the same one? Well, no, it's, they give you a pitch. Hell yeah. I give you diapers. 
Sometimes there'll be strikes. So. Call 